Welcome to the Objectively Wrong Podcast. I feel like I just hit the desk really hard, and it's probably <laughs> going to cause some weird bass. Uh, welcome to Objectively Wrong, presented by the Next Men Up. As always, I am John. That is Abteen, and now we're in the dead zone of the NFL offseason. Yeah, we get to have some fun, though. Like, we can I do mean, random, crazy things now. Yeah, we're going to have to get creative, because, like, <laughs> there's going to be weeks where there's no news at all. There's going to be weeks where there's literally nothing to talk about and we'll have to create it. But fortunately... We at least have one more week of content thanks to the NFL draft. Uh, draft has happened. It has come and gone. If you guys want our very uh, split reactions to the first round, we made that a podcast. Yes. You should listen to it. Uh, also, did we already say we got – I think we got eight right or like nine. And if we count my Leatherwood, ten. You got, yeah, we got eight. <laughs> Whoa, where did you go? I, I had to sneeze. Oh I'm allergic to the end Abt- of the draft. He's allergic <laughs> to the internet. Abteen literally got up and walked away and was. Well, would you rather me sneeze like into the microphone? No. Okay, so I'd rather you just not sneeze. Oh, I'm sorry. It's disgusting. <laughs> um, so we've got draft grades, huh? You're a sick human being. You and your sneezing. There's a. There's a. Uh, you remember college humor? Of course, I remember college humor. Yeah. I grew I'm, up so on college humor. We all did. So I've been binging the hell out of college humor again. And um, going back to like the old school, like hardly working. Are you going to talk um, about, are you going to talk about like what girls actually do when they sneeze? Type no, 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 no. Not, not when girl, not, not that one. That one's awesome. But no, that's not, that's not, no, there was one in hardly working where it was called hiccups and they just like ostracized one of the cast members for hiccuping. Like he hiccuped and it's almost like it was like a racial commentary. Great. Like, oh, you you hiccuped and therefore you're an inferior person. It was it's very funny. It's also insanely dumb, but it's very funny. Anyway, you didn't you people didn't listen to this for 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 us to talk about college humor and reminisce about a time when YouTube was more about that and less about Charlie D'Amelio. I think that's a person. That's that? TikTok, John. Is that TikTok? That's TikTok. I'm old and in the way. All right, <laughs> let's do some draft review. So oh, let me let me explain this. Go ahead. First of all. What we're about to do is stupid. We're about to grade draft classes a week after they've been drafted. <laughs> yeah, nobody's played a damn thing yet. Uh, nobody. I mean, the draft ended Saturday. It's Wednesday. Like, it's not like it's not like anybody's done anything yet on the field to warrant being graded on it. So, although to be fair, one of the Titans picks got in trouble with with the police. Yeah, fourth rounder. I, yeah, I forget what that new. What was it? A, was it a assault or sexual? I think assault it was. Yeah, I think it was like described as like I want to say simple assault. Okay, well, it's simple. Tennessee probably shouldn't have made that pick. Yeah, so, F, let's go. <laughs> one grade in the book already. No, I'm not. I'm not giving Tennessee an F. Tennessee had a pretty good draft. So let, but, let's let's uh, let's put a, a shit ton of asterisks on this. You're welcome, Chris. What's 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 kind of what's kind of funny about this draft is uh, it's not like anybody had a painfully horrendous performance. I don't there's think usually, anybody had a bad performance. There, there's, there's, I mean, there's some picks here that don't make a whole lot of sense, but, but I would say weirdly enough in a draft where nobody was able to do like full due diligence, full combines, full workouts, full interviews, it went pretty cookie cutter. I'd almost say like it was almost uneventful although how I do, the picks were made i do say we should we should notice like we should call 
uh, well, I can't talk. Um, there's a trend that it's okay. We, this is only a podcast, yeah, that relies entirely on our ability to speak. There's a trend, right, that we didn't notice in the first round, but it became painfully clear, right, as it went on. Players that opted out fell, unless you were like elite. Unless you were Jamar Chase, you fell. Yeah, the players that opted out fell. Yep. Yeah, I, there there were a lot of opt outs that 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 caused guys' stock to fall a, a touch, not a ton, but a little. And there were a couple where their stock literally fell from a fringe first rounder to undrafted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What you're talking about, Moses? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dylan Moses. Yeah, undrafted. He's a Jaguar now, if I'm not mistaken. Which honestly, pretty good undrafted free agent pick up Jacksonville. So, but he could—I mean, he could be a mess, but not a bad, not a bad option to look at. Anyway, we're not so, going to grade undrafted free. Agent. No, absolutely not. We'll be here forever. We're going to talk. We're, we're going to go through each team. I don't know if we need to name every single person that got drafted. So, you know, yeah, we'll, we name, we'll name a couple of. Yeah, we'll name some some noticeable, some honorables. Mm-hmm. And I guess we'll go alphabetical, right? We have to. That makes sense. All right. Yeah. So we have a website. It's NFL.com. We have their grades. Sponsor us. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna change their grades because we may may or may not agree. But one thing that was very clear is that nobody had a bad draft, especially even in the even in the eyes of the NFL grading it, nobody went below a C. And that includes Seattle, who only had three picks. Which just so, means they had four less opportunities to mess up. Yeah. And what's weird is I think one of their picks is like a weird, weirdly good steal. Um, but we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Not their um, first pick, mind you. Their first pick is what? Then their last pick, I think, is the steal. Anyway, we'll get there. We'll go team to team. And we'll start with Arizona. Arizona, Zayvon Collins and Rondale Moore, that's a really, really good foundation to build a draft on. They needed a corner. They took one later in Marco yeah, they Wilson. Took one, they took one in the third round. Then that's they, a fourth round. Oh, that's, that's a fourth, fourth my friend. They don't have a three here, I don't think. Oh, yeah. I think they gave us their three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they traded They traded the third for Rodney Hudson. Um, you know what? Was, Consider. By the way, factor that in. Yeah. Because they th- the third round pick is Rodney Hudson. Yeah. So with, like, their overall offseason – if I was an Arizona Cardinals fan, I'd be very happy with this draft. Yeah. Now, apparently they loved Zayvon Collins, and this was known that they were going to take Zayvon Collins. We didn't know. We did not know. Yeah, we didn't know. Yeah. But apparently a lot of other people did. But we did have him as a first rounder. We did. We did not have him going over Quiddy. And uh, Quiddy Pay went after. Well, I feel like we kind of just, we got the wrong feeling on Quiddy Pay for this draft. Yeah, I'm also kind of mixing up Zayvon Collins with Jalen Phillips right now. I'm realizing, yeah. but uh, which is like either whatever. way, <laughs> the um, Cardinals could the Cardinals could use another pass rusher. Was it Zayvon? I think it was Zayvon Collins. Actually, there was a video circulating. Zayvon Collins was the one that got called by Steve Kime, and then proceeded to basically say, "We're going to fucking kill everybody." Yeah, it, which like lit, but like you know, relax. Congrats on the day. Uh, Rondell Moore, we liked Rondell Moore coming up mm-hmm. uh, and, second round. When you think of Arizona, you don't think about them possibly needing a wide receiver. Actually, I disagree. 
they needed a wide receiver. No, I I, I know they needed yeah. one. What I'm saying is the layman, when they think, oh, the Cardinals, well, Kirk, Hopkins, A.J. Green, they probably don't need a wide receiver, but they could definitely use one. Andy Isabella is not that great. So, and Fitz is, did he retire yet? Uh, he's been on the fence, but with them drafting Rondell Moore in the second, I think it's safe to say that Fitzpatrick is retired. Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. Um, wow. <laughs> we'll little, see. Little, the the important different. Fitz is still in the league now. <laughs> well, one of them's going to the Hall of Fame. The other one is Ryan Fitzpatrick, who weirdly enough could. But that's a discussion for another day. That could be literally a full episode of debating the merits of Ryan Fitzpatrick's application for the draft for the Hall of Fame. Not first ballot, mind you. I, I mean, B. It, it's not. It's not that eventful, but it's certainly not a mess. Zayvon Collins a good linebacker. Rondell Moore is a position I need apparently. Um, so, what would you what would you call like if if I could just describe Arizona's draft? In like one word, it's just it's solid. Like it's sure. good, it's solid. Sure. What is that on our grading curve? Oh God. I mean, I think anything I think anything B or better is is in the positive. I think B minus is probably our like meh. This is definitely better than meh, so I'm gonna grade this a B. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm um, I'm giving it I'm giving it a B because I'm not that blown away. I don't okay. It, I'm not blown away with any of the picks. What I can say, though, this felt like we're just checking the boxes we need to check for this draft. You throw in Rodney Hudson here, um, and Arizona 100% improved this offseason, and they are going to compete for a wild card. So this draft did what it needed to do. <laughs> I I would have taken a corner earlier. I don't know if Zayvon Collins was as important to them as a corner or if Rondell Moore was as important to them as a corner. Marco Wilson, his brother Quincy, NFL jeans. Eh, Quincy Wilson didn't stick that long. I don't know if I'd compare him. I, I don't know. That, 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 to me, that's what's keeping it from being a good draft. It's fine. But you didn't fix the most pertinent problem, uh, which, which was corner. Now with also, Arizona. Is that O-line any good? I'm it got better. It was a problem in their well, offense. Did, Ronnie Hudson's a center, correct? Yeah. yeah. Well, the only O-lineman they drafted is another center. Well, Rodney Hudson will eventually need to be replaced. You know what? B minus. <laughs> I'm going to drop him to B minus. I think you need to draft more O-line than that. I'm partial to the offensive line. So my argument against them not drafting corner early. When they took Zaven Collins, the only corner you could even think of taking at number 16 was Farley. Maybe they didn't have him on the board because of injury concerns. Now... When they should have done that. When they took Rondale Moore, there was a bit of a corner run, like yeah. you remember. And mm-hmm. maybe they just didn't value the corner that was available. I, I remember the Eagles not being a part of it. Yeah. So um, I don't hate them not taking corner in the first two rounds. I like both of their first two round picks. They picked up a corner multiple times. This is like I don't I don't see this as B minus. I think this is just this is just a B. This is super solid. Your team got better after that draft. Atlanta. And by the way, if we spend that amount of time talking about every team, it's going to be a three-hour episode. All right. Um, we're not doing that. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was like five minutes because I actually have the clock on. Atlanta. Atlanta. Love this I, graph. Well, Kyle Love. Pitts. Done. No, no, not even this. It's Yeah. It's Okay, Kyle Pitts, our favorite player in this draft. No question. Richie Grant, probably my second favorite safety in this draft. Love Richie Grant. 
He was Jaylen one of Mayfield. my as well. Jalen Mayfield, amazing pick. The rest of this draft doesn't really matter. This is J- an A. Jalen Mayfield in the third mm-hmm. is what turns my head. The fact that Jalen Mayfield got there is silly. But the fact that he got there to a team that needed him, the guy is – I had him as a mid-second to early second. That, the fact that he got to pick 68 is a little wild. I mean, there was a run on offensive line. Like, there was actually, like, a literal, I think, three- or four-pick run. <laughs> so I'm not surprised he was there. I, I'm, I'm inclined to give Atlanta the highest marks. You want to give Atlanta an A+. Plus. Uh, yeah, I do. Kyle Pitts really helps, but <laughs> Richie Grant was I didn't I didn't like Richie in the first round. I know some did, but I did not like Richie in the first round at I, all. I did not either. They got him at forty, <laughs> and I love uh, the guy. And then Jalen May, which, which Richie Grant is a second round pick, is a very good pick. But Jalen Mayfield, in certain respects, was viewed by some as a possible sneak in first. First of all, no. Second of all, it didn't happen because he went in the third. And they addressed O-line again with Drew Dahlman a few picks later. When you when you believe in your O-line, when you really want to push for your O-line, I think that's an indicator that you're trying to really build your football team rather than just add to it. Plus, I'm also partial to not having any seventh-round picks, and they had none. Yeah. None. They were done picking at 187. There were 70 other picks that went. They weren't a part of it. Because that stuff's boring. Because they didn't need it. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go, eh, fine. I'll knock them down to an A. But it's still a really good draft. No, it's fantastic draft. Let's move on to the Baltimore Ravens. Well, you drafted a wideout and one of my favorites. That means you get an A for the first round. Yeah, I'm, I'm going I'm, to. I'm, wait, wait, hold on a second. Who is this? While you look that up, you're looking. Wait, wait, you're looking at that website, right? Yeah. Adafe Owe. Did he change his name? So uh, with Owe, if I remember correctly, there were like multiple names that he went to with. He will be no- okay. He will be known as Adafe Owe in the NFL. Yeah. Fine. He's no longer J- Jason Owe. Okay, fine. And, oh, look, second year in a row. There's an offensive lineman with the last name Cleveland. I- I- I'm gonna go a minus. Rashad Bateman's one of my top guys. What was one of my top wideouts? Oa, I think, kind of hurts the grade a little. Really? Because yeah, because it's you're a contender. Why are you picking a project? You should be picking a dude that can help immediately. He is a project end outside linebacker. He's listed as an OLB. You know, they said it on TV. The guy was a the guy is a a raw option, an athlete. Okay. So it was Denard Robinson. Nothing came of that. So, and that was Jacksonville. So, of course, nothing came of it. I also think what really helps their grade is the risk of Sean Wade. I was um, about to talk about Sean Wade. Yeah, so I figured you this. would. Go ahead. Uh, Sean Wade can only play slot corner, but he can play it damn well. So, when they drafted him, we like we heard them talk about they were gonna. They not only planned to play him at slot corner but they weren't going to move him to the outside, which is what we saw <laughs> drop him from a first round pick to yeah. number 160. Um, this is the type of player, in my opinion, you should go after for with one of your later round picks. 
a player that has the boomer bust potential. Very high risk, high reward player. Because your late round picks, they don't, they basically never work out. (laughs) Yeah, they're lottery tickets to some degree. And I, as a bolt, if if I was a Baltimore Raven fan, I'd be excited with Sean Wade because if it messes up, you forget about him within a year. But if he doesn't mess up, your team now has a slot corner basically forever. (laughs) Yeah, it's a talented football player. You know, but the track record of our Ohio State corners is like there's mixed reviews right now. It's dropping. Like for the every, reputation was a lot higher. For every Marshawn Lattimore, there's a Gary and Conley and a Damon Arnett. Like it's it's it seems like there's a mi- by the way, two Raiders, former. One of them's former. But you're you're getting my point. Like there there's been an issue with Ohio State corners sustaining. I don't know if that's a, a pattern, but uh, or if it's just those two guys in particular. But uh, and it's early with Arnett, uh, just like his draft pick. But Sean Wade, I mean, even with Marshawn Lattimore, he's still uh, like he's dropped from his like rookie. Well, year. Lattimore is interesting because I had Lattimore way above Marlon Humphrey that year, and it seems I'm wrong. I don't know how wrong I am. I think right now you could actually argue that like the best corner from like the recent Ohio State corners is Cleveland's Denzel Ward. Yeah, Denzel, I, I knew I was forgetting one. Ward's a beast. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, mixed reviews, mixed reviews. Florida Gators, I mean, the Gators have bottomed out. But, it's it, you know, Ohio State hasn't bottomed out like Florida has with Wilson and Tabor and Hargraves. But it's not uh, it's not the safest bet right now. So I'm still going to go to an A-. minus. They're helped by Bateman. They're helped by Wade. Always a, just a head-scratcher for me because it feels like a play – I. The player's in a great position. It just feels like a guy that Baltimore doesn't have an immediate need for. Wouldn't you and pick – if you're going to contend, you pick a dude that's ready now. And I'm going to go B+. plus. Okay. Uh, Buffalo. Hell of a draft. <laughs> Not a bad one. So I Buffalo, love Carlos. I love Carlos Basham yeah. in the second round. Buffalo love made Basham. Gregory Rousseau a first-round pick, mm-hmm. just despite all of us. Yep. Uh, but then followed it up with Carlos – Basham Jr., great pick. Uh, then back-to-back O-linemen. Yeah. Woo! So, to me, it's like this team needed some defensive reinforcements, and then they said, let's help Josh Allen, and this is a good team with a good coach and good GM. That seems like they're just doing what they're supposed to. So, yeah, good job. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to go B, but I'm going to add a B+. Plus. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to up it to B+. Plus. Normally, it'd be a B, but I'm going to up it to B+, plus because of Gregory Rousseau going to the right team. Gregory Rousseau was falling, plummeting. The guy was considered a top 10 pick, and then all of a sudden, maybe a second round pick. We also did not love the tape. Like we, we, put, it on, we put it on vocal record that we didn't love him. But Sean McDermott is going to find a way to use him. I'm confident in that. So I, I'm going to bring it up to a B+. He, he's, he's in a fantastic situation for his skill set to thrive, no doubt. This is a B for me. Uh, because it's Gregory Rousseau. If, if Gregory Rousseau works out this draft and like and we're wrong, this draft is an A. Sure. Uh, if he doesn't, well, I mean, you covered your ass with Carlos Basham Jr., who will right. be a good pro anyways. Yep. So, uh, yeah, super solid draft. I Carlos Basham Jr. strikes me as like a, a dark horse de- uh, r- uh, defensive rookie of the year candidate. I mean, he's I in Buffalo. He'll get his chance. He's going to get his chance. That's going to be an interesting defense to look at. Add it all to Ed Oliver. What's going to happen? Who knows? Carolina. 
guys, they drafted offensive players this time. And they drafted a whole lot of players. They made a lot of picks. What is this, 11? 11 picks. Uh, uh, they led up with J.C. So Horn. Much, I have so much to say about this draft. Go ahead. J.C. Horn, great player. Terrace Marshall Jr., probably my favorite wide receiver. Now, we didn't rank him as our number one wide receiver, but he might end up being my favorite. Right. Tommy Tremble, great pick. Chuba Hubbard, if it works out, huge uh, great pick. Davian Nixon, who we had as our second best tackle. They got a number 158. Um, this is just like, they even drafted a long snapper because they can. <laughs> uh, uh, this is an A for me. This is an A. Yeah, this one I'm non-hesitantly just going to say A+. Hard A+, and I'll tell you why. J.C. Horn, Terrace Marshall Jr., Brady Christensen, Tommy Tremble, Chuba Hubbard, and Davian Nixon, and Deontay Brown. You could have been done right there. All of those players have potential to be long-term starters in the National Football League, Mm -hmm. at least in my opinion. Chuba Hubbard, probably the lowest on that totem pole, although I'm a big Chuba Hubbard fan. Coming out of college, if he had come out last year, he would have been I think he would have been a, I think he would have been a second round pick. You know, decided to go back to Oklahoma State. Now now look where he is. So JC Horn, I thought I, as the day was, I don't know if it was on tape when we set it up team, but I think I started hinting to you like I think JC is my number one corner. Yeah. Um and and then he went number one. I was not surprised at all. Uh Terrace Marshall is a risky pick. He got medical red flagged, but at 59 overall, it's a risk you take when a player is that good. Brady Christensen's a BYUO lineman, big dog, knows how to play, knows how his hands work. Tommy Tremble was one of the top three tight ends in this draft, I think. Not really consensus, but, you know, he's not Kyle Pitts, but he's not bad. Damian Nixon could have been a first-round pick. And in fact, got him, I expected him. They got him at 158. Yeah. I don't know what the hell happened. That uh, has to the, be medical red flag. It has to be medical. That we just uh, never heard about. There was apparently a character report too. I don't know. I'm not gonna. Re- I'm not gonna cite it anything because I don't. I thought remember. that was Barmore with the character problem. I, I, yes, him too. Um, but of course, he's a patriot. And then Deontay Brown, Alabama O line picked at 193. That is a big dog they took. 193, Deontay Brown. Do you know how big this guy is? No. Do you want to know how big this guy is? Maybe. Deontay Brown is a heavy man. Deontay Brown is 6'4", 350. That is a unit. They drafted a refrigerator. Not Perry, but not bad. So, uh, uh, yeah, A+. Plus. There's, so much, there's so much potential in this class. It could all bust. But the draft is about value and potential. I think Brown at 193 is the elite value. I think Nixon at 158 is the elite value. I think Chuba at 126 is the elite value. They made three elite value picks on guys that could have gone at least one full round earlier. I'm not going to complain if I'm a Carolina fan. Sorry. Good good work. Uh, one thing I want to add about Shuba Hubbard. Go ahead. His main problem is he's been used too much, right? Yep. Well, when you're coming in as a relief for Christian McCaffrey, it might extend your career a little bit. Oh, yeah. And Matt Rule loved this guy. He called mm-hmm. him and said, we're going to come and get you. And oh, he yeah. got him. So the Chicago Bears had one of the more interesting drafts. Now yeah, this, they gave themselves they threw they threw themselves a life preserver. This this grade really just depends on what you feel about Justin Fields. If you yeah, ask. it really does. In fact, in total, you know what's funny is this: the draft is otherwise uneventful 
outside of Fields and their second round pick, Tevin Jenkins. I great love pick, Tevin Jenkins. Yeah, I love pick. Tevin Jenkins. <laughs> I love Tevin Jenkins, and I think he's going to be a great player for the Bears if he can stay healthy. The problem – That was actually the problem why he fell. Right. The problem I have with this Bears draft is it doesn't do enough. It's not like the Bears were only missing a quarterback. They were missing a quarterback. But from Tevin Jenkins to their next pick, Larry Borum, more than 100 players went from 39 to 151. That is a long wait, especially between day two and three. Not just day three, between day two and three. That's a long time. You picked early day two, day two and you didn't pick again until like the fifth. That ain't good. It's just not good. Obviously, Fields turns into a franchise passer. Nobody's going to give a shit. So for now, I'm going to actually give it a B minus because I don't like I, I don't like it when there's that much of a gap. Obviously, they they made a quarterback move. I get it. If you were going to make the move that resulted in Justin Fields, why didn't you trade up to the top ten pre-draft when it probably would have caught? Well, it probably would have cost a little more, but you could have had your pick. I don't think it would. I think I have no problem with the drafting of a quarterback like. Chicago needed it. They should not have yeah. walked into the season with Andy Dalton. I'm going to give this a B minus. That's what I did. And it's because I don't, I'm not in love with Matt Nagy. I don't think he's that great of a no. head coach. Uh, Ryan Pace is not a good GM. And you moved up to draft Justin Fields, a player I like a lot. But I don't see this as a good situation because I have no faith in the coaching staff. No, they threw themselves life support. Yeah. They gave themselves a lifeline. So, yeah, um, let's move on to Cincinnati. By the way, Chicago fans, you got yourself a quarterback. He's probably not terrible, so good job. But be ready for growing pains, especially between this year and next year, because for all for argument's sake, there's no reason to think Nagy's going to be there in a year. So he might have to deal with a coaching change going into year two, which is never great. Okay, now we go to what, Cincinnati? Mm-hmm. This is one of the stranger drafts. Because they're they're not all offensive linemen when they should have been. <laughs> um, uh, no matter what you think about Jamar Chase, I will not give this an A because they passed on Penny Sewell. Absolutely. No, no, there's no A here. Yeah. No, no, no. This should have been Penny Sewell. Mm-hmm. We we knew it wasn't gonna be. Yeah, we predicted. But but that, but that doesn't mean it shouldn't have been. It absolutely should have been Penny Sewell. And when we get to Detroit, I'm very excited because I, I I have a lot of good things to say. About are you gonna that. Are you gonna bite some knees, John? I'm not gonna bite off any knees. Are you a knee no. biter? No, no, no. Campbell's still nuts, but they had a good draft. <laughs> I, watching their draft room was just a lot of fun. I, I like I felt it was an infectious energy. I, I enjoyed that. Um, okay, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is a great player. Getting good pick. A sigh at 69 is a great pick. Great value. That's great value. Uh, it's the only reason I'm keeping you at a B. I'll, I'll keep him at a B, not a B minus, because of Osai's value. Actually, I might even say I would have had you at a C plus. I think Osai's value in the third round is just absolutely absurd. Um, now, uh, the way I see it, Jamar Chase is going to be a hell of a player. Yep. And Bengal fans are going to love having a really good wide receiver again. That second round pick, Jackson Carmen, better be good. Yeah. He better be good because Joe Burrow doesn't matter how good he is. doesn't matter what weapons he has. If he's too injured to play, 
or if he has to get over the ball in like half a second, then you're not going to get full value out of your wide receiver pick. You're, you're, you're going to get him killed back there. This just feels like they drafted a wide receiver this year and they're going to end up drafting an offensive tackle in the first round with probably like pick 10 next year. That's if Burrow survives. Exactly. He's got to get through 17 games. Yeah, there's one extra now. Yeah, there's one extra. You're going to make Joe Burrow play 31 career NFL games. Well, no, I'm sorry. He didn't play half of last year. You're going to make him play X amount of games with no tackle. Come on, guys. You had a, you had a possible, a possible, historically good offensive lineman in this draft. And you passed on him. Listen, Chase is good. And if Burrow literally went to the GM, went, went to the front office and said, I want my boy Jamar Chase, I want my team, my old teammate back, fine. Then he's doing Terrace it to Marshall. himself. Get him Terrace Marshall. Get Terrace Marshall. Exactly. Okay, let me let me be quite honest. If you take Penny in the first, Marshall in the second, that would have been ridiculous. A plus. <laughs> Penny uh, in the first. Penny in the first, Terrace in the second, Osai in the third. A plus. Jeff. Jesus Christ. Chase, yeah. Chase was probably the wrong pick. This is uh this is this is a C plus for me, actually. I like Jamar Chase. I no Osai's Osai's value is still so bananas to me. Like, the guy could have been top 25. He he you could have argued that. And I would have listened. I would have listened. Would I have argued it? I don't think I would have. But I would have listened, and I think I might have. You might have been able to get me to agree. At sixty-nine, first of all, nice. But second of all, golly, that's fantastic value. That's that's helping me. That's keeping them in the B range for me because that's a great pick. They at least had their eyes on value. The problem is Chase instead of Penny. Let's move on to probably one of the better drafts. Do you leave it a C plus? Yeah. What if Chase is an All Pro? If Chase is an all-pro, that means your ta- the tackle they drafted is good enough. And then it's an A. <laughs> but I don't... Uh... That's why it's so silly to do draft grades. Oh, yeah. By the way, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to <laughs> Objectively Wrong, where we objectively give you the wrong draft grades. Yeah, I mean, draft grades is such a joke anyway. But this is fun. Um, Cleveland Browns, John. Yeah, I liked it. This is a strong I, draft. I actually loved it. And you're not going to understand why... Until I say it. Greg Newsom in the first round, good corner pick, getting Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa in the second after he fell due to medical flags. Elite value. Uh getting a tackle like James Hudson at 110. I mean, even even like their seventh round pick, Demetric Felton. That's where I like it. That might even be like a good move. This That's is like it. two they got him two rounds late. That's ridiculous. This is this is an A. epic value. Yeah, this oh, yeah. Is an a. That's an A. Cleveland has become a really good franchise. I, I Andrew Berry, the GM, and Kevin Stefanski, the head coach, keep doing exactly what you're doing. I don't know if you're a Super Bowl franchise, but you're a whole lot of fun. I'm enjoying it. Carolina and Cleveland are just fun. I like those franchises right now. I like them a lot more than mine. Um, Speaking of a franchise you hate, shall we move on? Uh, <laughs> do I have to? The Dallas Cowboys. F. Next. No, I'm kidding. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys picked 
our top two linebackers, actually, right? They did. <laughs> yeah. They did. And um, they got Jabril Cox at 115, which is ridiculous value. Micah Parsons at 12 after moving back two spots. Which, by the way, I think that's pretty good value. They traded with Philly. Lol. Uh, Kelvin Joseph, a corner. They needed one desperately. I don't love that pick. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep all impartiality here. I don't love Kelvin Joseph at 44. They needed a corner. I don't know if I would have done that one. Jabril Cox at 115. I mean, there were, there were a couple of, like, really big reaches in mm-hmm. the later rounds. But all in all, all I can look at is Micah Parsons and Jabril Cox, my two favorite linebackers on one team. <laughs> I, I'm, I, on, on Parsons alone, I'm inclined to say B+. This is going to be a B for me because they really did, like, whiff – the later round. They whiffed on the late round. Yeah. 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 The, the day three was not kind to the Cowboys, and it was their own doing. It wasn't like they got poached or anything. They just made odd choices. What I do find funny is this might be the best roster of names oh, yeah. in this draft. Micah Parsons, cool. Kelvin Joseph, that's easy. Osa Odigizua, I hope I didn't destroy that. Chauncey Golston, I'm of the opinion the name Chauncey invokes a ton of power. Nashawn Wright, N-A-H-S-H-O-N, Jabril Cox, Josh Ball, Simi Fehoko, Quinton Bohenna, Israel Mukuamu, and Matt Farniak. That's awesome. Good work. <laughs> they drafted a Scrabble board. Uh, so yeah, yeah B to B plus. Yeah. Cox helps your value. Cox value is filthy. Mm-hmm. The Denver Broncos. You know what? Actually, real qu- real quick. It's a, it's a B to B plus on its face. It's a C if certain if something happens. It's a C if Leighton Vander Esch and Jalen Smith end up not being part of your roster, because it means that you use supre- uh, a valuable draft capital first and a second on those two players, and you've gotten not enough out of them, and you had to use capital now. How is that a grade fix on it. this draft and not? It's fair. not a grade on this draft. Okay, it is a grade on you missed or I only know this because I know obviously in my division I know what they do more readily than a lot of other teams. I I like this Cowboy draft. I I you know they're NFL.com gave them an A initially. I thought maybe an A, and then day three happened for them, and I'm I, I was the first two days is a straight A. First two days is eight A plus. Yeah. You really killed it, and then Jabril Cox on day on day three. Is elite. It probably but saved your day three. Actually, it saved your day three. Otherwise, the day three is a mess. But the fact that you would use go Parsons round one and reinvest in it in Jabril Cox later on, the defense is bad. It's really bad. Evidenced by the fact that the first six picks were all defensive players. But you've tried this before. You have to try again. I get that. But it's an indictment that you have to do it again so soon. LVE was drafted what? Three years ago? But we, we all knew when you were taking LV, he wasn't getting to a second contract. Oh my god, yeah. But it seems to be that it seems that the only person surprised by this is Dallas. Even though they were he was red flagged up the ass coming into the draft. Anyway, let's get to Denver. We've wasted too much time on Dallas. Let's go to Denver, who has one of the one of my favorite drafts, actually. <laughs> the Denver Broncos started out with getting Patrick Sertain, even though they don't really need a corner. They have like they need, so they many. Need, no, they need a corner. <laughs> Ronald Darby at 10 million a year is still a joke. They need a corner. 
then they pick up a running back, Javante Williams. Good which was a little surprising when it happened. Little odd. Little odd. Makes sense now. Yeah, it makes odd. a ton of sense now. They needed a running back. Picking up Quinn Mierners in the third My, round. Miners. 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 Quinn Mierners. Mierners. <laughs> His name is Quinn Miners, and he is my favorite player on this list. Uh, Baron Browning. You had Jamar Johnson. Kerry Vincent Jr. is not a bad pick for corner in the later uh, round. 237. That's yeah. great value. So, uh, hell of a draft, in my opinion. This is an A minus. Yeah, I, I was going to say A minus. Quinn Miners. Quinn Miners at 98 could end up being the best interior lineman in this draft. I don't think he will be. I think he's going to probably be top three. But I love what Quinn Miners brings to a football team. Now, the criticism for this draft is obvious. You still don't have a quarterback at all. If Justin Fields turns out to be good in Chicago, this draft looks a lot worse than it should. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, if you pass on Justin Fields, you're going to start looking like Chicago when they passed on Watson and uh, Mahomes. That's that's what you're going to look like. Uh, Fields or Mac Jones, actually. Or Ma- yeah. Mac, jo- nah, Mac Jones is a specific case. Mac Jones would probably be good on a couple of teams and forget forgettable on every other team. It doesn't matter. They still passed on him when they have an obvious need of quarterback. Well, I don't think he's I don't think Denver would have been a good fit for Mac Jones at all. I completely agree. It does not matter. You might take him all you want. That's my thing. Like if you take that's what's silly about a lot of this. The people that complain, the Bears fans that complain, like, oh my God, we could have had Mahomes or Watson. There is no guarantee they would have been as productive. Actually, I would argue Mahomes would not be nearly as productive if he of didn't. Of course sit not. Andy he doesn't Reed. have Andy effing Coaching. Reed. And Alex Smith to hold like his hand for Although number. didn't Nagy wasn't no, Nagy was he left already, right? No, Nagy no. was drafted. No, no, Nagy was Nagy was Nagy still in Kansas City? Nagy was given a job because of Mahomes. Okay, so Nagy, so no, then the answer, then the okay, so Nagy wasn't in Chicago when they were making the pick. No, right? Okay, then never mind. I then, then my point would have been if I'm All wrong, right. this looks terrible, by the way. But who's going to tell me? I'm I know I, I'm pretty sure you're right. <laughs> okay, um, I'm not certain, but I'm pretty sure. So uh, speaking of certain, how would you grade this Denver Broncos draft? That was a terrible pun. I know. I I, I was going to say you took it out of my mouth. I was going to say a minus. Yeah, uh, a minus. Certain, certain's a top 10, a top 10 pick Javante Williams, getting him the second round is pretty decent value. There were rumors. He might slip in to the first. He was, he was not going to be a first round pick. I, it, it was starting to bubble. I he didn't was, like it, but he was always going to be a second round pick. They took him in the early second. Clearly you don't know how to read. Cause I found the articles. Okay. I've seen what I've seen. Don't tell me. I don't see what I see. Okay. That said, he shouldn't have gone in the first round <laughs> and he didn't. But Quinn Miners at 98. Good pick. That's a fun pick. Let's move to Detroit. Before we move to Detroit, do you think after all of this, because this is is the real important question. Yeah. Do you think Aaron Rodgers is a Bronco? Because that's what matters. Um, No. No? No, I have this gut feeling it's all bullshit. I do too. I think it might all be bullshit. Yeah. Like I, it's not bullshit. I'm sure there's problems, but there's I, I don't know. There's so much conflicting reporting about this Aaron Rodgers thing. So much of it seems so stupid and like twelve year old stuff. And you know what, Denver? You already got Peyton Manning. You've had enough. <laughs> well, this guy didn't have neck fusion surgery. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not. I don't know. I really don't know. All right, Detroit. My, my, my guts, my guts says he's not going anywhere. 
Let's bite some knees while I give you full, full. By the way, by the way, I hope he's. I hope I'm wrong so he gets out of my damn conference. Continue. <laughs> I'm gonna give you full leeway to uh, rant about Penny Sewell. Penny Sewell is fucking awesome. Seventh overall, he should have gone negative first. He should have gone before the draft. This is a fantastic pick. Detroit lost it in their front in their war room. Lost it when he fell to them. They were celebrating so much. Because it's that good a player. And we predicted it, John. <laughs> we did. We did hit it. Uh, they should be hype about this. They should be very excited. <laughs> They're day two. I don't care. That was a plus plus. Yeah. S tier. No, nah, not S tier. <laughs> no, I'm going to give you an A. I'm going to give you an A for a few reasons. One, Penny Soul. At seven, that's filthy. Uh, Levi and Muzurike at not 40. At 41, that's not bad. It's, it's a little bad value, early, but I'm not going to complain about it. Now, here's an interesting one. And this is news that I picked up on today. Alan McNeil, North Carolina State defensive tackle at 72. Do you recall, everybody's going to recall this. It, it, was, it was seen on Twitter earlier this week. Uh, Howie Roseman and Tom Donahoe, the, the fist bump where Donahoe yeah. looked like he wanted to wring my GM's neck. <laughs> yeah, it has, it has actually been completely aired out. And we have the story now. Mm-hmm. The disagreement was a, a it was a disagreement between which defensive tackle to take. It had nothing to do with the trade back. Apparently, it had very little to do with the trade back. Uh, it had nothing to do with corner. Apparently, apparently, uh, well, actually, it does technically have something to do with the trade back. Apparently, if the Eagles had stayed at seventy, Donahoe wanted us to take Alan McNeil. But moving back to 73, we took Milton Williams instead. So Donahoe was frustrated. He liked Alan McNeil over Williams, apparently. Um, so Tom, Tom Donahoe tends to know what he's talking about. So I'm inclined to believe that Alan Williams is good value. Uh, and I like Amon Ross St. Brown at 112. I yeah, really this, isn't, this isn't in, like an A draft for me. Like Penny Sewell helps a lot. I'm A-minusing off Penny Sewell. Uh, this is a B-plus for me. The Green Bay Packers get an F from their first pick alone. Uh, Anyways. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I don't know why NFL has this as an A because this is a hard D+. uh, Green Bay drafted a corner in the first round, one we did not expect to go in the first round. Eric Stokes. Uh, But he was going to go in the second round, according Uh to us. Um. You got Ohio State center Josh Myers, Amari Rogers, which I actually like the fit for uh, for Aaron Rodgers there. The funny thing about this draft is it doesn't matter. <laughs> no. The no, Green- if Rodgers leaves, who gives a shit with this does? Green Bay, yeah. Green Bay uh, picked decent. It's a solid draft. They should have picked wide receiver earlier. Yeah. But you, yeah. it doesn't matter. If, if you lose Aaron Rodgers – You've lost the draft. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. It really doesn't matter. You know, you didn't exactly get Jordan Love a whole lot of support here either. Eric, I mean, you needed a corner, sure, but you kind of literally the, the morning of this day, you start hearing these reports that Aaron Rodgers wants to leave and you still draft a defensive player. What are you, stupid? Why didn't you move up and take a wide receiper? Make him you happy. Tra- you should have traded with Cincinnati. 
We watched the Ravens take Rashad Bateman. We watched them take a wide receiver before you did. And by the way, a receiver that I'm really unfor- I'm really unhappy he's a Raven because I don't think Lamar can hit him. So our boy Bateman might just not have that good a career if he's stuck in Baltimore the whole time. But I, I, this is not this was not the right allocation of resources. You uh, still picked good players. You just yeah, did it sure. order. Also, <laughs> also, what I find really funny is that in a in a <laughs> last year, what were the complaints for the Packers? They drafted a quarterback and a running back, two things they didn't need. Their last pick was still a fing <laughs> running back. They couldn't help themselves. I like Kylan Hill. I really like Kylan Hill. I think it's really, really, really good value. What the <laughs> f are you doing drafting a running back? Okay. Houston. <laughs> uh Houston. What did we learn from their draft? Well, <laughs> we learned that Deshaun Watson's not going to be a Texans quarterback for much longer. Their first pick in this draft at 66 in the third round was a quarterback, Davis Mills. Which, by the way, we expected to even sneak into the second round. Yeah. They picked the Stanford quarterback that is getting a lot of hype in the NFL, but has injury concerns. Um, <laughs> they followed up with a wide receiver, Nico Collins. And the rest of their draft is there. Yeah, I like I like I like the tight end Brevin Jordan, so I'll mention him. But otherwise, I mean, I almost want to give them an incomplete because the Houston Texans don't make any damn sense. <laughs> They're not even a franchise right now, right? You have a quarterback in court that also wants to leave. You have no defense to speak of. JJ left. So your entire franchise identity is is gone. Left you waited. The door. You waited till pick one seven. You draft defense. By the way, you have a coach. You have a coach that the layman or even the seasoned NFL fan doesn't know what he did last year. I know he was in Baltimore, but like, who gives a crap? Also, there's rumors. He's just waiting for someone else, like Josh McCown. To oh, take- this is a one year. Oh, this is a one year coaching stop. He's a transition I, coach. I <laughs> promise. This is Jim Tomsula or Rod Chadzinski in Cleveland. This is that guy. This is a one-year coaching stop. I hope David Culley can like put it together and be a good coach. I really do. He seems like a good dude. But this, this scream, it reeks one-year coaching stop. It reeks Houston took the guy that was willing to take the job because it was the, it was the worst job it was the worst uh, coaching vacancy in the league this this last cycle. Philly now, wasn't good. Houston was really bad, though. Now let's do Houston a favor, okay? Let's remove all the context except except the, uh, except Deshaun Watson's trial. Let's remove okay. all of that, and let's say you're a brand new GM. You walked in. These are your picks. Your star quarterback is likely not going to be in your team. I don't hate. Davis Mills pick. I think that's a good pick. Fine. You need, you need you need a boomer bust right now because it looks like you're going to be looking for a franchise quarterback. I, listen, Epstein, I'll give you a C plus because you traded away the the capital for Laramie <laughs> Tunzel. I think giving him a C plus is a little too much. Yeah, it's generous. <laughs> I'm going to give him a C minus. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, not having the capital because of Laramie Tunzel, who I'm sorry, I'm not going to listen to this anymore. He has not panned out. He is not worth what you paid. He's okay, but there are better left tackles in football. There's plenty. Example, Penny f***ing Sewell. Continue. The Indianapolis Colts. Oh, we're moving on? Okay. 
<laughs> I thought you had more of Houston. We can, we can move on from them. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I thought you had more. No. <laughs> oh, wait, yo. But Indianapolis drafted a guy whose last name is Fries. Okay. <laughs> I, like it. I like it. And he's Penn State. How yet? Quite Penn. We loved him. Had him as Quite our pay. first defensive end. Uh, Dayo Odeyingbo. Odeyingbo. I think I did that pretty well. Dayo Odeyingbo. I think that's right. Yeah. Uh, double uh, – Double picking on the defensive ends. Double Maybe. ends. Double dipping yeah. on the ends. I love the that fun, they drafted a quarterback. The fun pick, the fun pick in this draft is Sam Ellinger. <laughs> I love that they drafted a quarterback. First of all, I like Sam Ellinger. I, I'm actually a fan. My only problem with the Sam Ellinger pick is what the hell happened to Jacob Eason? Who gives a crap? Um, he drafted last year. I find it very funny that, I mean, Eagle fans – had a nice little like 10 minutes with this one. I'm just like, oh, what's Carson going to do? What's he going to do now? Is he just going to tank like he did with Jalen Hurts? Uh, no, this is very different. Uh, this guy was taking 218, not round two. I, I mean, I feel like I, am I the only one that thinks the Colts needed like some receiving help? Uh, okay. The Colts, in my opinion, they picked like quality players, but they sure. didn't. They did not pick for their needs at all. No, 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 no. They needed wide a tackle badly. You took one late. Yeah, they needed, they needed a wide receiver. Took one late. They needed corners. Didn't take one. And you could also use linebacker depth. And didn't take any. Uh, yeah, so I'm not like, I like their draft. Yeah, I'm like not over the, the players moon. they drafted. Yeah. I think the wrong team made this draft. Quitty Pay keeps them at B minus for me, but otherwise yeah. they'd be a C. Actually, Quiddy Pay and uh, and Dio give make it like a B minus for me too. Like I like yeah. those first two picks. Yeah, I don't Sam mind El- the double dip. Sam Ellinger makes it a D. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, it's not a bad draft. It's just it doesn't make sense for the Colts. Let's move on to another very strong draft. Jacksonville, Jacksonville Jaguars. Now you're Trevor supposed to have you're supposed to have a strong draft when you're picking early in all the rounds. Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne. Tyson Campbell in the second round. Walker, Walker Little, and Little Andre, is Andre Cisco. Hey. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Hey. Not much to say. Jaguar fans, be excited. You, you did made, good work. You made a quality first step. You know what? I'm going to drop him to A minus only off of what Urban Meyer said about ETN only playing third down back. That was so stupid. It was so dumb. Yeah. And now and now he's just like, and now I'm going to sign Tim Tebow. Like, it's very possible the reason Jacksonville ends up not panning out with this core is that Urban Meyer's nuts. I'm not a big Urban Meyer fan. I'm interested to see what happens down there, but I'm not a, not a big fan. Uh, if Tim Tebow finds his way back onto a 90-man roster, I'm going to crap my pants. <laughs> There's just no reason for this. Uh, let, let's go to Kansas City. Hell of a draft again. <laughs> By the way, we could we could talk about Lawrence. I think everyone's talked about it enough. Yeah. Right? I, Trevor Lawrence is a quarterback. He is a really good one, and he's playing for Jacksonville. That's all. I, I love Walker Little, Little, by the way, out of Stanford. Uh, but consider the fact that Davis Mills is not that healthy, and Walker Little was his lineman. So, you know, but I do like the O-line, the O-line pick. And Andre Sisko out of Syracuse, that dude could fly. Kansas City. Kansas City, their first-round pick was Orlando Brown. <laughs> yeah, their first-round pick was Orlando Brown. That's helpful. Uh, Nick Bolton. Uh, Nick Bolton in the second. Creed Good Humphrey value. in the third. Both – no, I think that, like Humphrey's, that's- Humphrey's also a two. He, they had two twos. Oh, okay. Uh, that's just a strong, like, first beginning right there. 
So, and then like picking up Trey Smith as a developmental guard, not a bad idea whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're, uh, you're a strong team and you checked some boxes. Congratulations. I'll go B plus only because Bolton is a tweener. Otherwise, I, I enjoy the draft. Creed Humphrey is going to be a great O-lineman because Andy Reid does not draft bad O-lineman. Doesn't do it. Except for Danny Watkins. That was a really bad O-lineman. Okay. The Raiders. <laughs> the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh-huh. Now, uh, I'm going to give you your time to talk when, uh, when you draft, when it's your team. Okay. Uh, let's talk about the picks I adore. They're all safeties. <laughs> um, Trevor Morick, we both had him in the first round. He was my favorite safety. You picked up Divine Diablo, who was born to be a Raider with that name, <laughs> who will be good. In, actually, I actually am excited to see how he'll fit on that defense. Uh, Tyree Gillespie. I'm, I also think he might end up being a starter on this defense. That's unfortunate. Now let's talk about the part that John wants to talk about. Yes. Alex Leatherwood. <laughs> I hit again. Now I showed this on actually. Wait, wait, real quick, real quick, real quick. Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure the listeners hear this. Okay. I was improperly swayed from, <laughs> from locking in Leatherwood during my prediction. He was the first thing I said, and I made sure I said Leatherwood first. Ebteen, mm-hmm. can you, for all the world to hear, confirm that my prediction of Alex Leatherwood was correct. Even though there was some back and forth discussing Barmore, I need you to confirm that I was correct about Alex Leatherwood. You said Barmore. <laughs> what did I say first? Doesn't matter. You chose Barmore. Excuse me. I gave Okay, okay. What did I say first? What did I say before you locked in the selection? John, this is your locked in. This You've is asked, it. You, I've listened to that podcast 15 times now. Okay. At least that segment. Okay. Now, I definitely, I 100% flipped. I did. I'm not going to pretend like I did. But I was indecently swayed by the tonality of your of your verbiage to stray away from a player that was so obviously not a first-round pick. So I would like for you, for the, the wait, massive... Wait, 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 wait. You said so obviously not a first-round pick, but we all saw what Matt Nagy wrote. Not Matt Nagy. The senior bowl guy, whose name I'm for, Joe Nagy, right? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. Anyways, he wrote. <laughs> Hold on. Leatherwood. No, 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 no. We'll get into that. Stop. We'll get okay. into that. We'll okay. get into that. Okay. First of all, late first, you pick 17th. I don't think that qualifies as late. But secondly, I just need you to confirm that I might have a superpower. <laughs> because this is, it, it is ridiculous, right? What, Come two on. out of three years? That's kind of filthy. And it should have been three out of three years. And it really should have been three out of three. Even you're like, we should have taken Vita Vea. Like, even you were like, well, that makes way too much sense. This, and I think you were, I think you were so surprised that I said Leatherwood, which is why your tonality became one of almost accusation. So I I think accusing me of either having insider knowledge or being insane. So, So let me put it this way. I would like for you okay. to just simply say John is two for three. Yeah, you're one for two. No, I'm two for three. Mm. Two for three. I am two I am two for three. Anyways, some questions I have on this draft. I'm waiting. <laughs> uh the Malcolm Koontz pick. You at, son of a bitch. At the third round. I'm two for three. 
<laughs> Malcolm Coons pick's funny. Like, Malcolm Coons pick is funny because didn't you have a Buffalo defensive end? Don't know. Never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> don't know. Uh, I, I I I don't remember. I heard I heard he went somewhere. I heard he went somewhere windy. <laughs> <laughs> Made a uh, lot of money. Like the player, the player seems fine. It's just Who, I don't Coons? think. Yeah, I don't think he was a third rounder pick. I think he was like a fourth or fifth. It was. I actually looked at this one. It, it was varying, so I I don't know what the pinpoint is on that. Uh, to go back to back, Coons Diablo. I, I that's that's pretty solid. I love the Diablo pick. I think what's really funny is that the odd thing about this draft, Alex Leatherwood should not have been a first round pick. I'm sorry. It just top to bottom doesn't make sense. He wasn't even the best member of his own O line at Bama. If you had flipped Leatherwood and Murrig and Trevon Morig, plenty of pundits have said this. I don't agree, but plenty of pundits have said if you flip those two, this draft would look a lot better. Leatherwood in the first is odd, and it's par for the course with a very odd front office in Vegas. Par for the course. Morig's a great player. Leatherwood's a good player. I wanted Morig in the first round. I wanted to pick Morig at 17. I liked, Le- I liked Leatherwood late, too. That's just where I liked Leatherwood late, too. I didn't love him. In the, I, I, the first, absolutely not. But early two, I could have argued that because he's got pretty good upside. But first, there were linemen to take that are not Alex Leatherwood. And I think you would have been better suited doing it. If you really wanted to go O-line, there were other options. I don't know. I, I, honestly, if I were Vegas, I might have traded back. Okay, so I can't actually talk about that. They did get one. I, I know they had an offer, but it was not good. Apparently, like it was a really bad offer. I don't know. I don't I, know. I, I, this is a pick that will either look much worse or fine in the future. Well, let's put it this way: it's not going to look great ever because it doesn't make sense today that he would go in the first. Um, you know, I'll give you an example: Bruce Irvin. It's not as bad as Bruce Irvin. It's it's not as bad as the Bruce Irvin pick. But Bruce Irvin, when Seattle took Bruce Irvin, what do we all say? Who is this? Now, he became a quality specialist pass rusher. He became he became serviceable. Good player. He was important for that team. He was very important for that team. He ended the career of Robert Griffin III, which is not good, but he did do that. But he never – like, he played well. He was an integral part of their team. Now, now take what you know now, 10 years later. Would you have made that pick? I don't know what was picked around him, actually. It doesn't matter because he had a third-round grade. Because Seattle's nuts. They took Rashad Penny in the first two. He sucks. So Seattle's a, an odd duck to, to take here. And thank God they didn't pick this year. Otherwise, it would have been a little bit screwed up. But what I'm saying, Antine, is unless the guy were to actually become some kind of perennial pro bowler, you didn't know anything. Your front office didn't know anything anybody else didn't. Because everybody had him pushing later than 17, mm-hmm. whether that was 27 or in the second round. I'm using 27 as just the microcosm of the late first round. My point is, it's really difficult when you take a player in the first round, specifically the first round, that is not is just not really supposed to be there for them to really show out to that value. Because if you could have gotten him later at the same level of performance, it's better because you could have utilized that capital on something else. Now, in this respect, 
you got a first round player in the second round and a second round player in the first round. It's very odd. I'm I'm gonna go B. I think um, NF, I think NFL Network has a right here. So this is how I see it. Uh, Gus Bradley's like fingers are all over his draft, in my opinion. Absolutely. And I, in my opinion, we may have actually just seen this defense ide- defensive identity shift. My my B our- was taking Gus Bradley into account. Yeah. Uh, it was Jonathan, a B my it was a B minus without it. In my opinion, Jonathan Abrams has been put on notice with this draft. This is three safety slash linebackers, and Divine Diablo to me would play the exact same thing that Jonathan Abrams is playing right now. <laughs> so Divine Diablo has to has a similar problem to Abram, but to a lesser extent. Jonathan Abrams is gonna get himself killed. Like he's gonna he's going to have a very short career. He's not a bad player. He's just not the brightest player, makes a lot of bonehead decisions, and he doesn't know how to tackle with anything but the crown of his helmet. He's going to get himself hurt, and you need to ensure that. Trevon Morig is a smart safety. Mm-hmm. Divine Diablo is listed as a linebacker. Yeah. So he's a bit of a tweener. He's going to probably play like the hybrid role in yeah. Bradley's defense. I actually even I even like the Tyree Gillespie pick. Tyree Gillespie is a, a pretty quality teamer. Yeah. Not a bad teamer at all. So yeah, um, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go B. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Uh, B, B minus I, to B because because of, of Bradley. Uh, I dock. I kind of dock it for a little bit. Like uh, Malcolm Koontz, not in love with that pick, but I mean, we did need defensive end help. <laughs> yeah, the Los Angeles Chargers had a great draft, John. <laughs> oh, that wait, 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 wait! No, no, no! Hold on, you're going to a B minus. I forgot something. Okay, Darasaw was on the board. That's why. Okay, my argument is Darius would never play right tackle. Don't give a crap. He's better than Miller. Yeah, he is. Oh, no. yeah, he is. Miller's not a Pro Bowl or Darius has potential. I think you're really wrong about that. But you, we'll you think Colton Miller's ever going to make a Pro Bowl? Yeah, pretty easily. You're drunk. You're drunk. He has the significant Los, tech issues. The Los Angeles Chargers. Sloppy. Um, this is a weirdly good draft. Rashawn Slater in the first. Love it. Asante Samuel Jr., you needed a corner. Uh, <laughs> like, this is, hey, let's get Joe, let's get, not, I was going to say Joe Burrow. Let's get Herbert some help. Let's get Rashawn Slater. <laughs> yeah. We can figure out where he goes later. <laughs> I think the chart, <laughs> rhymes. I think, yeah, we can get, we can figure out. And that's the problem with Rashawn Slater is who knows where the hell he plays, which is why I have him at A, I have this at an A minus, because I don't love uncertainty out of a first round pick. Same issue I had with, uh, 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 away out of uh, Baltimore. The difference is this is not really a contender yet. They're up and coming. Um, Chargers' dream situation would have been Penny, right? Yeah, of course. To, to pair him back up with Herbert. I mean, I would honestly argue that they should have traded up for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you, uh, I don't think you could have gotten there, though. But another thing, getting Trey McKitty out of Georgia, you can mm-hmm. replace Hunter Henry. That's not a bad pick. Not bad. Uh, the Chargers make good picks here, and this yeah. is a very solid draft. I think getting Slater pushes this to an A minus from a B plus to me. You think it goes to an A minus from yeah, a B plus? From a B plus, okay. Because, because they needed they needed to protect Herbert no matter what. Absolutely, and, uh, they got the second best tackle at the thirteen. Ch- the Chargers did what the Bengals should have done. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the Rams. Imagine if Terrace Marshall ended up as a charger. I would hate that. <laughs> yeah. 
the Rams. 2-2 two, two Atwell. Such I, a Rams I'm, pick. Such can a I be, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I think I'm, I might be the only person that hates this draft. Like, hates it. I don't care about any of these guys. 2-2 two, two is too damn small. He's so little. And my team drafted Devontae Smith, so I know what little looks like. This guy, I mean, why receivers again? At 57 and 141 and at 249. What the hell are you doing? Do you not have any holes? I don't know off the top of my head what the Rams needed, but what? This is this is a C plus to a B minus for me. Yeah, I don't even it, know if it's that. I mean, it, it helps that the picks they traded was for Jalen Ramsey, and the Rams have a really good defense because of it. Yeah, I mean, I guess if we want to factor in, do you want to factor in the fact that their day one capital was Matt Stafford? Yeah. Because if that's the case, fine. I'll not, I'll bring you to a, like a B, maybe, on Stafford, Stafford alone. Was, was Stafford this year? Yeah. Was Ramsey last year? Yeah. I thought Ramsey was a pick this year, too. Was he? Uh... Was he a second this year, maybe? Oh, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. So the first round pick was Ramsey. You're right. So when is the okay, staff? I, I don't know. <laughs> is, are they never going to have a first round pick ever again? Ever. All right. This is a C plus. Yeah. I I, I, I think they're going to be a great team. Uh, yeah. If Tutu Atwell becomes a star of your team, this can go to an A plus. <laughs> I bet, count me very shocked. Miami. Miami did pretty well. I do not like their first pick at I don't like the first pick. I think it was a stupid pick. I don't Jalen Waddle at six. You had Penny Sewell right there. The (laughs) The fact that Penny gets to seven is something that nobody thought was feasible now two months ago. Now they followed Jalen Waddle with Jalen Phillips. Love that pick. Then with Javon Holland. Starting to look like the Eagles draft from last year, Jalen Rieger and Jalen Hurts. I mean, getting Liam Eichenberg, good pick. Hunter, yeah. Not a bad pick. Like, there's there's a lot to love in this And draft. then you go 150 picks without any. There's a lot to love in this draft. Jalen Waddell should not have been your number one pick. That's all I'm going to say. It's a weird one. So uh, that, and that takes it from an A to a B plus for me. I'm at a B plus as well. We're in agreement. Minnesota. <sighs> Derisaw. Kellen Mon, Chaz Surratt. Pretty strong start. <laughs> yeah, and Zach Davidson, late round tight end. I, I like this draft a lot. Kellen Mond isn't a waste of a pick. I like Wyatt Davis out of Ohio State as well. Yeah, Wyatt Davis might be the only offensive lineman you like out of Ohio State. Right. Yeah, he really is. Uh, Chaz Surratt out of North Carolina. Minnesota continues its heritage of just having solid drafts. Mm-hmm. You know, the Vikings uh, need a coach. Yeah, the, the funny thing the funny thing about this draft is uh like it's great in the future is kind of relying on how Kellen Mond develops. Because if <sighs> like if if you get a quarterback, nothing else matters. Everyone else on this list can bust, but if you got the quarterback, then you're happy with this draft. Minnesota, make sure you send a nice gift basket to the Raiders. <laughs> Passing on Mr. Darisol. Hey, eh, yeah, hey, hey, not not higher. Yeah. Hey. Did the New England Patriots actually like their draft a lot? Yeah, it's all right. Uh, Mac Jones in the first round after falling to 15. 
Christian Barmore in the second round, falling a little bit farther than we expected. Ronnie Perkins at 96. I find it really funny. Picks one and two, Bama, Bama. Picks three and four, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. And then Michigan, Missouri. <laughs> yeah, Michigan, Missouri, Colorado. He's like, damn it. There's it's no- like, oh, I, couldn't, I couldn't keep it going. Yeah, I couldn't keep it going. Um, um, this, this is a B, B plus to me. Yeah, I'm, it, it all rests on Mac Jones. All Which, of it. He's happy to be there. This is a good fit for him. This is his best Barmore, fit. Christian Barmore has a bad personality. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. Allegedly. He allegedly has a terrible personality. Uh, if <laughs> if in two years you're cut by Bill Belichick, I think you're done. <laughs> Not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> With what you have around you. Uh, I really like the Ronnie Perkins pick, actually. You hear that beeping? Yeah, I do hear that beeping. All right. Uh, Start talking about New Orleans. I know what it is. I have to fix it. All right. As John and his apartment is exploding right in front of my eyes. It's beautiful, actually. And there he goes. The New Orleans Saints. uh, They started off the draft with Peyton Turner in the first round. Pete Warner, Paulson Adebo, and then, funny enough, Ian Book. Um I don't know about John, but in the first round, I'm not too happy with Peyton Turner. He's a developmental prospect, in my opinion. Uh, Maybe a second rounder. I get that the Saints probably didn't think he'd be there in the second round, but definitely not the defensive end I would have picked. I do like Pete Warner and Paulson Adebo picks. I think those are that's a very solid day, too. Ian Book. Ian Book is fun. Yeah, Ian Book. If he works out, that's fun. (laughs) This is a this is like this is a C plus to me. Yeah, I, I see the C plus. I don't like it, this draft that much. No, and uh, it's mostly because I don't think they got the right defensive end in the first round. And, and you know what? I think the Saints kind of. It's unfortunate. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna dock them one more third of a grade and go to a C because the Saints. This is now the second year in a row with an odd draft. Last year was low. Low numbers. But uh, if, forgive me for correcting me wrong. It was Cesar Ruiz was their big haul last year, right? Yeah, right. So it wasn't much else after that. This Peyton Turner in the first is a reach. I know he was climbing, but goddamn, I still like the Pete Warner and Paulson Adebo picks. Paulson Adebo is a good value at seventy six. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go to C because you kind of needed a hit on draft, and you're just not there. You're a very you have a very tight salary cap. You, you fix it with rookies, but now, yeah, sure, keep keep killing your team. Now, if Payson Turner works out, Payson Turner, Peyton Turner, Payton Turner works out, this draft looks a lot better. Yeah, you, you're trying to recover from the Marcus Davenport debacle, huh? This is, seems like an overcorrection to me. <laughs> <laughs> the New York Giants. Yeah. If I was them, I would just pick Cody Pay. Got to be quite honest with you. Yeah, I, I'm kind of <laughs> surprised. I, I was surprised they didn't. Um, they traded back and still didn't do it. So he must have had bad information. Kadarius Tooney at 20 pissed off a lot of Giants fans. Yeah, because it's obvious that they lost out on the player they actually wanted. They wanted Devontae Smith. Yeah. <laughs> Aziz Ojolari is not a bad consolation prize in the second. It's a great, on Quitty. great pick in the second. And then Aaron Robinson at 71. This is a you funny know. draft because to me, it's incomplete. This is a draft 
that they they basically said, well, we're going to get a shit ton of future capital out of this draft, and we're going to go take a quarterback when we find out that Daniel Jones is not I, good. I'm, I'm at a B-plus on this hall of players, mm-hmm. but I'm on like an A-minus for what their draft kind of stood for. I'm on a B-plus because I love the Oziz Ojolari pick. I love Aaron Robinson. Tony's a good player. Tony's a very good player. Just not what... <laughs> Tony would have been like to me, like you get Tony in the second. I'm like, great pick. You get him in yeah. the first. I'm like, he's a good player. I'm sure he'll do good for you. It's weird. He had yeah. weird value. Yeah. What really sells me on this draft is getting that extra first. The capital. Yeah. yeah. So A minus. The Giants and the Eagles own five of next year's 32 first round picks. And they're all going to be in the top 10. <laughs> and they're all for quarterbacks. Uh, the uh, New York Jets. F. <laughs> no, I don't hate this. I mean, uh, yeah. I don't like Zach Wilson, but yeah, let's grade this. No, no, you know what? Here we go. Easy, easy. This will make it very simple for us. Obviously, we don't like Zach Wilson. We we know we don't. Uh, I also hated what he said when he was initially interviewed. Do not talk about a Super Bowl in the same breath as the Jets. You are silly, and you need to stop. I would say that you're drunk, but you're Mormon, so you're probably not. Elijah Vera Tucker at 14 after the trade-up. I think that's a really smart move. I think it's a smart move. I don't actually like having to trade up the 14 for it, but I think it's a really smart move. Elijah Moore uh, in the second round. Good pick. Good pick. But here's my favorite. too. No, no. (laughs) Well, which one? They drafted two different people named Michael Carter. I wonder if they were worried they were going to draft a safety before the running back. (laughs) Yeah. Get get, get real careful with writing in that position. Uh, It's okay. This draft to me. B. This is, uh, okay, I'm going to go with the idea that they're right about Zach Wilson and we're sure. Okay. Okay. You're going to go with the idea that we're right and you gave them a B. Okay. If they're right, this is an A. All right, that's all. <laughs> Beautiful. Philadelphia, John, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Wait, should I do my impression of you while we watch the draft? What's your impression? Oh, my God, a team. Landon Dickerson. I need Landon Dickerson in my life. <laughs> I, 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 I picked Dickerson before the Eagles did. Um, I think that's the best pick of the draft. So, Devontae Smith, obviously, uh, you know, your first-round pick. Needed a wide receiver. I would have liked one with, you know, the weight of an adult male, but it, it, it'll work, I guess. Uh, I'd like to see him gain some weight, though, please. Uh, Landon Dickerson in the second round. I had him as a possible first-round grade, and he probably would have been the first interior lineman taken if not for injury. Getting Kenneth Gainwell later on, I like that too. Kenny Gainwell late, I think is amazing value. Jacoby Stevens late is good value. One of my dark horse like guys I really like, I, I like in this class is Zach McPherson, which by the way is pronounced Zach. It's spelled Zach. That's not a typo. It is still pronounced Zach. No, I have a um, friend that spells his name exactly like that. Okay. Yeah, I, I like what he brings to the table. He's kind of a ball hawk, but he's also like really quick to the ball. You know, obviously the Milton Williams pick is the one that's like you, you wonder what the hell really happened in the war room because when the minute Howie Roseman puts the card in, they, they showed the Eagle War Room on TV. Him and Tom Donahoe look like they want to kill each other. So, uh, you know. So you know, let's go conspiracy theory because when we were watching it, right? Yeah. Both of us thought 
oh, he wanted that pick. He didn't want to trade back. He wanted to pick Aaron Robinson. I thought we thought it was Aaron Robinson. Yeah, that the Giants pick. Howie Roseman says it was not. But it would be it would be like Donahoe corroborated this as well. Okay, but it would be something as like, yeah, we have to tell them it wasn't Robinson because the right. Giants got Robinson. Yeah, I, I, you know, whatever the hell the problem is. I will say, I I like this draft a lot. Do I like it for an A? This is a this is a solid B plus for me. I'm an A minus. I, I'm an A minus. A lot hinges on Devontae Smith. Mm-hmm. Landon Dickerson, the Eagles have been here before where they drafted a dude that would have been a first round pick if not for injury. You remember Sidney Jones. Didn't work with Sidney. I have a feeling it's going to work with Landon because here's, here's my situation with Landon Dickerson. If Landon Dickerson's healthy, you may have just drafted the best center in the National Football League. Possibly. Not going to say he is. He needs to get healthy. But everything he puts on tape is better than the last thing he put on tape. I, I, and I will tell you, looking at this roster, the Eagles have had this thing happen in recent years where some of your late-round guys end up not sticking, making the roster. I don't know if that's going to be a problem this year. I think a lot. I think almost all of these guys, if not all of them, are, are, are making your team. Smith, Dickerson, Williams, McPherson, Gainwell, those five are Kevin's. But after those... You never know. Kenny Gainwell getting the pick 150, I think it's probably a round and a half late. I'm, I'm glad we got him. So, yeah, A minus. A-. The Pittsburgh Steelers. They proved us right by picking Najee Harris. I, I got to, I probably get, probably get a, I mean, it's probably a controversial opinion. I hate the pick. You hate Najee Harris? That Najee Harris? No, no, no. I like Najee Harris a lot. I don't think the Steelers should have taken him. Really? I think it should have been O-line. You think it should have been O-line? I think it should have been O-line. It should have been O-line or it should have, could have feasibly been quarterback. The Steelers still think they're contenders. Yeah, what this told you was with Big Ben, we'll, we'll bring in a running back. We'll bring in a tight end. We have like 40 wide receivers already on then the they, roster. Then they draft a center and an O-lineman and an offensive tackle. Yeah, they... This okay. This is this is a great draft. This won't be an A for me because they should have drafted a quarterback, in Probably. my opinion. Well, they, they kind of did. They gave Mason Rudolph an extension. Oh God! <laughs> didn't, didn't they wait until after the draft for that too? I think it was the morning of or something. Oh, okay. I forget. Uh, so you put you put this draft together, right? It's and not instead ideal. Of, instead of Pat Freermuth, you found a way to get like Kellen Mond. Yeah then this would have been an A draft for me. This is going to be a B, actually. That's, yeah, that's I'm, how I'm, much I really think they need to move on from Ben Roethlisberger. I'm, I'm actually going to go B- minus because I think they're missing pieces here. I don't think tight end was a, was a, was a, a priority. Running back was, but not as much as O-line. Uh, Friar Moose doesn't make a lot of sense to me, unless you're going to move on from Ebron, but I don't know how you're doing that financially. So, San Francisco. Love it. <laughs> yeah, it, it. This comes down to the quarterback. Yeah, it does. The rest of this honestly doesn't matter. They I, like Trey, Trey, I like Trey Sermon. They picked Trey Lance. Uh, we said multiple times, both of us actually, this is the destination we would want Trey Lance to go to. I'm glad he's there. To have success. This is an S tier for Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. Getting Trey Sermon in the, was that the third? Third. A little early in my opinion, but still. I don't hate it. Could be a good player. Um, this is going to be, this is like, 
because I believe that Trey Lance will be successful in San Francisco, A minus for me. This is an easy incomplete for me because this entire draft hinges on that quarterback. They traded up for him. They gave away a bunch of capital to do it. This is on the quarterback. If Trey Lance materializes, this is an A, almost an A plus probably, depending on how it is. Otherwise, Trey Sermon's probably not going to be the elite back in the NFL. Aaron Banks at guard is helpful in the second round, but I'm not. Amory Thomas at a, at a Michigan corner at a 102. I, I don't. I don't hate that, but. This is completely incomplete because the crux of this entire draft for you is that quarterback. It, it, it either hits or it doesn't. All right. Now we go to John's favorite team. Seattle. Seattle not, Seahawks. Not my favorite team. Made three picks uh, and waited till the last one to pick a tackle. <laughs> yeah. I, I got to tell you, you know what's funny about Stone Forsyth? What? Go back and look at Matt Miller's board. I promise he was on the top 100. Yeah, he is. Yeah. That's great value at 208. Otherwise, this draft is stupid. B minus. Like, who who gives a crap? You, they you, do, do, only have three picks, so I can't really grade it. They picked up um, what Dwayne Eskridge, who is just Tyler Lockett, but young. <laughs> so I don't know what the hell that is. Uh, they picked an undersized corner in Trey Brown, but then they kind of redeemed themselves with the Stone with, with in, Incredible value. Yeah. So, so uh, be sure. Be, yeah. yeah. What, whatever. Tampa. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, they got a quarterback controversy, John. Kyle Trask. (laughs) This, I love their first round pick, by the way. Getting Joe Tryon uh, in the first round. Yeah, sure. I don't care for the rest of their draft (laughs) at all. Yeah, it's odd. I mean, I like Robert Hainsey, uh, the old lineman at Notre Dame. Jalen Darden, apparently Brady likes him. Sure, whatever. Yeah, but you already had a short, fast guy. (laughs) Whatever. Trask is obviously the one that's like that kind of perks your ears up, and you're like, huh? But I don't um, even like Trask, John. Right. So I'm struggling they, with this draft. <laughs> you you won a Super Bowl. I'll give you a B. That's it. You won a Super Bowl. You were, you got all your players back. You basically didn't even need to do this draft. <laughs> no, you could have just stayed home. But see, <laughs> fair see, enough. I don't I don't like your draft. <laughs> fair enough. Uh, the Tennessee Titans. Caleb Farley in the first round picked up Dylan Radunz. Radins. Radins. Monty Rice. I really like the Caleb Farley pick. I like the Elijah Molden pick at 100. After, yeah, Elijah Molden's also a good pick. After that, though, this draft doesn't really inspire me that much. <laughs> I, I like I, my favorite pick on this board for them is Dylan Radins. You know, it's a second try at the Isaiah Wilson mistake. Um, and I, I don't think it's going to be as much of a mistake as that. Caleb Farley has got a lot of red flags, so I'm going to give this a B minus. I'd almost give it a C plus just because it's a really risky thing to do. Yeah. Tennessee draft's kind of funny. Yeah, and apparently weird. Rashad Weaver like might not play or something. Was that him? Let's find out. Was that the guy? Tennessee Titan draft pick arrested. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, it's Rashad, yeah, Rashad Weaver. Weaver. Misdemeanor. Assaulting a woman. Simple assault. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, let's wrap this up with the Washington football team, John. Washington football. Washington football team. Washington did something different this year. Washington, as long as I've known them, <laughs> cheese man, as long as I've known them, they've drafted BPA, which stands for best player available. Uh, not this time. They start with Jamin Davis, the linebacker, which we Sam. we did like the player. 
I like the player. 19, I didn't love the player. Uh, and then Sam Cosme at 51, love that value. Uh, another one I like, Deami Brown at 82. Kind of feels like you're doubling down on a wide receiver you already had. Yeah, this this feels like a very pedestrian draft to me. Um, you're a really good team already. I am stunned that there's no quarterback in here. Right? Stunned. Actually, actually C plus because of that. <laughs> I am stunned there's no quarterback in here. Ryan Fitzpatrick and Taylor Heineke. Come on, guys. Have you learned nothing? Don't take a Dwayne Haskins again. But like, you gotta take somebody. You got nothing. You have nothing in, in QB depth. You do need a quarterback. Uh, Unless John, I, what? Uh the Bucks re-signed Blaine Gabbard to a one-year $2.5 million deal. The hell does that mean? Why'd they take Kyle Trask? <laughs> Who gives a shit? It's just like what the fuck like does Blaine <laughs> what does Blaine Gabbard have anything to do with anything for Why do you need to pay Blaine Gabbard $2.5 million when you have Kyle Trask on the bench? Why'd you draft Kyle Trask if he, in the second round if he couldn't beat your backup already? Development? In the second Absolutely. round? He couldn't be a backup already. He's not backing up Tom Brady. Nobody, need, nobody backs up Tom Brady. What the hell's a backup for Tom Brady? He's not getting hurt. The NFL's not going to win him. No, Trask, Trask gets a year or two or seven, however many Tom Brady decides he's going to be playing, and he'll have to wait it out. But no, Kyle Trask. Kyle Trask doesn't have to be the backup to to Tom Brady today. I mean, Christian Hackenberg was a second round pick. I mean, what do you want to? I mean, you need development. Blaine Gabbert is a nice buffer between Tom Brady and Kyle and, and Kyle Trask. I almost called him Kyler Trask. Kyle Trask. No, Washington pedestrian. Uh, no, no quarterback. You may get a C plus. You, you need a quarterback. You have to at least pretend that it's an issue because it is. But you did draft a guy whose last name is Cheese Man, and he is the long snapper. Although, honestly, if you have the last name Cheese Man, can you play anything but long snapper? Really? <laughs> like, you're a long snapper, right? Come on. The real travesty is that Green Bay didn't, didn't pick him up. The Cheese Man? Yeah. I, I, it's so awesome. I, I love some of these names. The Cheese Man, Cam, Cameron Cheese Man, Dylan Reddins. I love that name. Brady Breeze. That. That sounds like he's not a. It sounds like he's in a different line of work. All right, let's wrap I, this up. If I have to articulate what line of work I think that is, Stone Forsyth. I mean, come on, who names these people? These are awesome. Let's, Diomador uh, <laughs> Lenore. The, it's like Commodore, but it, a little bit more Dio. Love these names. Isaiah Loudermilk. Come on. These are awesome. I love it. Anyway, um, what else do we have to shit talk? All right, let's let's talk about one thing that happened very recently. Go okay, uh, Broncos right tackle, Joe Jawan James, got injured, but not in the facility, and it's a problem, John. Yeah, that's a legal issue. You're an NFL team right now. Okay, you are the Broncos right now. Do you pay him? He's shaking his head no. I don't think so. You don't pay um, him. His contract's pretty like substantial. There's no liability for them to do it. They don't have to. Do you do it to keep your locker room happy? Why don't you cut him? 
I think that would even be, I think that'd be even worse. <laughs> Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Th- this is going to be argued for weeks. Th- NFL, this is something worth looking at. The NFL actually sent a memo like as like a subtle reminder to all our players. If you get injured out of the facility, they don't have to pay you. They literally said right. <laughs> um, Yeah, they don't have to. Is there a compromise here, like a contract restructure or something like that, where he I gets mean, some money? Listen, my theory is maybe you could reach an injury settlement, mm-hmm. cut him loose. I don't know. You're not entitled to anything, at least as, at least as I understand it. You're not entitled to your contract. Players aren't entitled to their contract. I'm not saying I agree with it or not. I'm just saying what the facts are. You're not entitled to your contract if your injury takes place in like a third party setting. Um, It seems very gray to me. And, you know, I think what a good argument would be for the NFL, for, for, for James's like legal team, they could definitely argue something along the lines of, you know, well, he, he can't be in the building every day. He can't be in the building all the time. So in the off season, he has to work out in order to prepare to do the job that he is contracted to do. Well, the problem is, the Broncos team voted to not have their like uh, like they voted to stay home. They voted not to go to the training facility. I think that might be the biggest problem. That's that's what's going to come into a lot of this. Guys that get hurt training that were part of franchises that rejected the offseason training program uh, guidelines. You're putting yourself at risk. You know, there's further freedom, sure, but it's risky as all hell. Uh, I don't know. This, this, I think there's going to need to be some amendments to the CBA, some pretty clear amendments because they just signed the new one like three years ago, two years ago. Like it's not been that long yet. So I think I, uh, I don't know. You and I can agree though. Like if we were the GM, we would push for like an injury settlement and and cut him loose. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. He's not playing the year. He tore his Achilles. He's so didn't play last year either. Injury settlement then. Yeah, he's he's played, I think, three games on that contract. Then they got to move on. Then they just simply have to move on. It's as simple as that. All right, that's all I got for you, John. All right, guys, this has been fun. Uh, I have no clue what the hell we're going to do next week. We'll talk about it. Yeah, welcome to the NFL dead zone. You might have to start, like, throwing some games in there. Uh, (laughs) Welcome to the NFL show, Objectively Wrong, where we're going to talk about Marvel. Yeah, this is... (laughs) <laughs> it's a very it's a very tough time of year because like we're we're now at the end of it's almost summer. May is always like the most tiring month because it's like warm but not fun yet. So I don't know. This is but also like now we're sitting in the dead zone. There's no real NFL event until preseason, which I don't I don't remember if they're playing it or not yet. But John. We have the oh wait, no no, no wait we have the isn't the schedule reveal next week? Oh, is it? We can we can do an episode on that. We might have to talk schedule reveal. I All think right. that is next week. Okay, uh, John, I have to tell you something. Oh God, this was the final episode of season one of Objectively Wrong. Are you serious? Yeah. I mean, season one. Well, the off season's kind of over. <laughs> the draft happened. Yeah. The draft will always be our finale. Of what? Uh, yeah. Okay. Fine. But it's still. <laughs> it's, yeah. Whatever. I mean, sure. That's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I co-host this show and I don't even know what, what when did this happen
When did we decide that? Have we always been in season one? Did, uh, yeah, I figured. <laughs> I figured this just we we're not a TV show. What seasons do we need? Not we mean not yet. TV's Dick. dead. We're not going to TV. Yes, also, nobody, also nobody, also nobody wants us. It's not like we have options. Listen, listen, ESPN. We'd be cheaper than all your other on air. Oh, we'd be cheap as hell. <laughs> but I will only accept payment in Dogecoin exclusively. I'll take cash. <laughs> yeah, he can have cash. I want it in Doge. Yeah, I mean, sure. If you want to consider this the season finale, pretty crappy Ooh. finale. What a what a crummy finale. It's the season one finale. Yeah, <laughs> f- you, Kevin. <laughs> I mean, sure. But also, like, next week, we're just going to keep doing the show the same. Season Nothing. two, let's go. Oh, my Green God. Dead. We're coming back. We didn't get canceled. No one could cancel us. <laughs> no one could cancel us because we have no bosses. <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess that's a wrap on the first full NFL season week one to draft, I guess. If that's what we yeah. want to call it, a season. <laughs> All right. That's a season. Uh, cool. Uh, next week, I guess we're in the not season because it's not the season. Season two. <laughs> we start season two earlier this year than last year. Well, it kind of makes sense because season two would start with a schedule release for the new season. I'm exhausted. Uh, all right. Let's <laughs> sure. I guess we'll just have to discuss this. I, I, it's been done. <laughs> apparently it's done. All right. We don't have to discuss this. Guys, thanks for enjoying season one. We'll be back next week with, I guess, we're calling it season two. Woohoo! Of uh, more objectively wrongingness. It'll be more objectively wronglier than before. <laughs> Alex Leatherwood will still not be worth the 17th overall pick. Some things don't change. Ebteen, any parting words? Do you have another major business decision to spring on me? How is that a major business decision? I don't know. It's a I change a number. Decision. I change a number on a dial. <laughs> oh, is funny. that like is that how it goes in the, the yeah. module now? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. I got you. I got now. I get it. Okay. It's still a formatting decision that should have been workshopped. Oh come on. A bit. <laughs> come on. <laughs> I mean. I'm surprised. Do you want me to skip season two and go straight to season three? What? I'll do that for you. What sense would that make? (laughs) See, I'm over here thinking like, why do we need seasons? And you're here just skipping one. (laughs) I think we're not quite on the same page. No, we're on different seasons. (laughs) All right, guys, take care. I've had enough. This was objectively wrong with season two of teen and season one, John. (laughs) Season one, John? You're leaving me in season one. Oh, I'll be Something, back. Something's changed. Something's done. That one's not one of them. I'm still here. I promise. Kevin is going to be my new co-host. Talk to you next week, guys. Bye, Kevin. Bye, Kevin.